to another episode of That's a Wrap Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jay Rosales. Thank you for joining us on this balmy Friday afternoon, which is when we're recording this. Today is July the 17th, which is also the birthday of OG and Yanobi. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday, OG. As well as the day before a very special day, uh, not just in Raptors land, but also for us here on the podcast. Saturday, July the 18th is the two-year anniversary of the Kawhi trade, which also marks the two-year anniversary of this podcast. So happy anniversary, fellas. Two years. Happy anniversary. Two years, boys. Happy anniversary to us. God damn. That, like, time flies. You're thinking, if you really think about it, we we won a championship, what, not uh, like a year ago? Like, just a little bit over a year ago? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. To, to, think, to mean, think about that is kind of is kind of nuts. I mean, think about what's happened two years. We got a superstar. We lost a superstar. We got a championship. We're still champions. We're yeah. still the reigning champions. Norman Powell is still the longest reigning um, player of the week, Eastern Conference. <laughs> so so uh, he's, he's been the Eastern player of the week for like over half a year. Um, <laughs> so many, so many teams have changed. Paul George has leapt from like two teams, the OKC to. Um, to the Clippers when he was barely on OKC for like just over a year when the Kawhi trade happened. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Russell Westbrook has gone to another team. Durant mm-hmm. has gone to another team. Chris Paul The Warriors went from a dynasty to nothing. Yeah, Chris Paul is like amazing on another team. So much has happened in two years. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy, but that's sports for you. That's the NBA. The that's NBA true. never sleeps. It's, Even yeah. when it's a hiatus, it never sleeps. I would like to tell you, tell the audience about just a quick, quick story about how it, the fact that it's about to be a two year anniversary, just how, you know, we came about and quick, long story short, Kawhi got traded. I texted Jay and I was like, Jay, we need to hear your voice. We need to hear your thoughts. Jay was like, it needs to be heard. And then we got another co-host. I was thinking for all three of us, I was like, why not talk to my boy, Dre? Uh, uh, we've been friends for a long time and he's always been really good to me. And with his with his sultry voice, I thought it'd be really good for this podcast. So, hey, here we are. Two years, uh, two year anniversary. Congratulations, boys. Uh, but let's talk some basketball and Raptors, man. I know, and, Let's and do it. great, great intro to that. And I remember the when when the Woj bomb broke two years ago, it, it broke the internet, and everyone went crazy. Uh, but Woj has been very quiet lately. Um, Jason, uh, what's the latest <laughs> on Woj? Ooh, okay. So apparently, and I and I was actually looking uh, for this too, uh, and I finally found it. But per Chad Finn from Boston.com, Woj is now has been suspended without pay. For reportedly two weeks from the ESPN, and that which isn't long. Which it's not. It's not long. So I'm thinking by the time you know the season continues, then you're gonna get some more Woj bombs or Woj hits. But like, it's a little strange because all three of us, I'm assuming, uh, has Woj on like, uh, uh, on high alert for for Twitter. Like it's it's highlighted each time that he that he says anything. Notifications so are on. The notifications yeah. are on, and I feel like that's for millions and and the millions of people that are also follow him too. So it's it's been a little strange. To me, it's been a little quiet that Woj hasn't said anything, and there has been a lot of NBA news already. So the the I don't I don't see any backlash because you know warranted he 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 did he made him you know in I guess in our terms he kind of made a mistake he hit with the words that he's used, but 
I'm it's glad to see like the 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 free woge the hashtag free woge uh has been trending a lot on twitter uh mm-hmm. so it's it's like you know what all these people are for woge not only because of his work but you know you stand by him too and it's good to see like even uh you have lebron james with with his like multi-million followers are saying hashtag free woge so this the there is no backlash uh when it comes to woge i feel like this helps woge in in many ways uh and he's just gonna come back uh with with more woge bombs i feel like the only thing he's gonna say when he comes back the only text or tweet he's gonna say is i'm back that's it nothing else no (laughs) hashtag i'm back or f me basically (laughs) that'd be good too yeah uh i mean i've got to say like uh when the news broke, it was him, like he himself broke the news. I thought, you know, in an ironic way, it's kind of one of the funniest things I've seen in a while where it's like, breaking news, I've been banned from ESPN. It's like, oh my God, he did a woge bomb about himself. Like, this guy really if any can do, If anybody can woge bomb himself, it's woge himself. He's <laughs> like, no, Shams is not even going to get this. I'm going to get my yeah. own news. Speaking of Shams, he must be hurting right now because this was this was, he would be kind of the the next up, right? And yeah, there just hasn't yes. been any uh, news to break. And I don't know about you guys, but I found that either he's a little bit slower to the punch, or maybe people give Woj their their news instead of Shams or what. But I'm finding that uh, even Chris Haynes is breaking some news from inside the bubble quicker than Shams. Mm. So. Well, it's it's quite unfortunate for Shams. He, yeah, he like, chance like he, to shine. It's not really happening. Like you said, Shams is probably like the the go to after Woj. But the the funny thing is, is that if let's say let's say this was in Shams' position, do you really think that there will be so many um, Twitter hack accounts that that are uh, like or fake Shams accounts, unlike there is for Woj? Because there's been so many like Woj. Um, you know, fake Woj bombs going around. I don't feel like Shams has that big of a profile that Woj has. No, he does not. He does not. I'm sorry to say I agree with you. Yeah. I, it's too bad for him. But at the same time, it's like this would have been perfect time. Like if this suspension happened at a different time, let's say around, let's say a trade deadline or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I probably, ESPN probably won't be suspending Woj around that. that that's probably a, a part of this too, right? Is Okay, this is we can kind of get away with suspending him, but not for too long. You just said it, right? Two weeks. Like if they really want to make impact, they either fire him or suspend him for much longer. But they need Woj more than Woj needs them. Oh, hundred so percent. Two weeks yes. is, is going to breeze by. I think it's already close to two weeks, anyways, right? Like it's yeah. he'll be back on and breaking the news once the the game start again. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I I definitely think that too. And and uh, we we kind of when it comes to the NBA, like you know basketball stratosphere when it comes to social media Woj is, is top on the list and speaking of the social, social media though uh i'm not really too sure who i think it might have been like personnel but it wasn't a player but the raptors um if you guys seen there's this video uh albeit not a very good video but a video of the raptors locker room and the hotel floor all fitted with raptor gear and i'm talking about like we the north everywhere there's a toronto skyline on like the entire wall there's uh raptors you know logos everywhere and that's that's pretty damn cool i don't know who thought about that and i don't know if this means that you know you're you, to to feel like home because again these guys are there for like three to four months so you want to feel a little bit like uh, of like home so 
what do you guys think about that whole decoratory uh, a floor plan that I know it wasn't a player who did it. It had to be the person now, but do you think like yay or nay? Would you think that was a good idea? Yeah, well, I think right. in addition, in addition to the decorations, they've also ensured, and I think we mentioned this on the last one, that every player, once they walked into their room, had family pictures up. So yeah. again, to your point about who, whoever's managing this on the Raptor side, kudos to you. You're really making sure that the Raptors are not feeling alone because again, you're, you, you quarantine the second you get in there, you're on your own a lot of the time and mm-hmm. time that could have been spent with families now in this room and in this area. So they're trying to make you feel like as much as home as possible. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Please uh, continue doing what you do. I don't know how other teams are, are doing, but we already know, we mentioned on last week's pod, the fact that the, the black lives matter uh, all over the bus and the, the statement that that made, not just to the players and the league, but all the, the rest of the teams and throw in the fact that the, the family pictures and now that the way the floors are being decorated, they really are, uh, I guess, one-upping everyone else in, right. in the league right now. Right. And and, and the thing is, like, uh, the NBA is doing their part of making this safe as possible, right? But it's not up to the NBA to make it feel like home. And I think that's what the, the teams are. That's their responsibility. And you even see someone like uh, Tobias Harris, t- you know, telling his teammates, like, yo, did you see what the Raptors did to their bus with the Black Lives Matter? That's amazing. And that goes to show how much the, the Toronto Raptors, the organization themselves, uh, look out for not only for their players, but just like the the grand scheme of 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 how Toronto Raptors are looked at, right? They're looked at as a well organized uh, a team. And Jordan Lloyd, uh, you know, um, random guy in suit from last year, he now he's playing in Europe or I believe Spain. <laughs> but he he even said like when they saw Black Lives Matter on the bus, he's like, great organization. I'm so proud to be uh, a part of that team. And it just it, it's the league is on notice of of the Raptors, what they're doing for their team, what they're doing for the players, and what they're doing to sh- to represent the Raptors, and it's and it's just so beautiful to see. Well, thank you for bringing up random guy in a suit. I I, I noticed. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you can say this about any organization, especially if you know you can't just assume that organizations suck with their players, or you know whether the team is doing. You can't assume that they're neglecting people because they're a business or they're doing really poorly. You can't just assume that they're not run really well, but because we get the advantage of being, you know, all interactors and we're seeing this, but the great part is, as you said, it's other people who are noticing it as well. So even though I'm sure other organizations, even the ones that I don't like have this sort of like familial sense in them, some are better than others. And it says a lot if other people are noticing what the Raptors are doing or the, the organization and not even just the business side of things, but like, you know, the guys helping out and it just looks really nice. And, you know, we, we are champions. We're hoping to get that back to back, but we never lost our, our, our identity, I would say where we, yeah. yeah, like we're known for being close with the fans well, not, not we, but like they're known for being close with us, rather. Um, you know, they're they're Canadian, so by by trade, they're you know wholesome, and you know they're they're by the book, and they're they're not like super flashy. They're they're a humble team, but they they strive, they work very hard, and this type of stuff just looks fantastic because 
you know, I would argue that a lot of players and organizations are dealing with this rather well outside of the people complaining or the people not listening. But um, this is like making the most out of a sour situation and being like, yes, this is this is the type of positive stuff we need to see um, going into this thing because a lot of it seems really dire. Players getting sick, players opting out, players getting injured, like Rajon Rondo, which worst timing of all. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of stuff is happening, but it's stuff like this where it's like, please, I hope the season works out because this is like this is the type of love that we could like basketball fans could all use and everybody can use really like this type of optimism and positivity with stuff slowly opening up again and this is our form of it just seeing stuff like this and being like they're socially conscious they love one another and they never forget what's important and i love it yeah no it's it's great you touched upon some really great points there and especially the thing about players opting out and i think that that Brings us to our next point here about, and, and I think this is probably a good time to spill some tea. Um, and and that's the whole thing about who has opted out and you know what's because this this news is coming every day now, right? Mm-hmm. News the other day about uh, Eric Bledsoe now testing positive and him having to to now quarantine. Michael Beasley testing positive and to the point where he's now no longer going to be signing with the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. So um, it's, it's kind of happening all around. And I, I think the the one that bugs me the most, and I'm kind of jumping the gun here, but I, it's something that I do want to talk about here is in the WNBA. Oh yeah. Re- reigning MVP, Elena Deladone has who currently suffers from Lyme disease has not been given permission to opt out of the WNBA season. Mm-hmm. This, okay, I'll, I'll hold my thoughts here. Uh, Dre, let me start yeah. with you. you, you uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I'm fuming. I mean, if even if you don't watch the WNBA, she's basically like the LeBron James of the WNBA currently, like the, not even just MVP, but she was the person for years where people were like, oh, please tell me she's not going to go ringless. Like this person deserves to win. And last year that, that just so happened. And, you know, despite all of that, once again, the WNBA, and I'm not saying like right off the bat, they should be playing. Look, they should be making as much as male athletes, but in the grand scheme of things, because of how everything is orchestrated with ad revenue and sponsorships and uh, stadium sizes and and audience sizes, that's just not going to happen right away. But they do deserve to be to be making much more than they are. The fact that so many of these athletes are getting injured or hurt because they have to play in like multiple leagues to survive, or they have to take on multiple jobs and they're, they're wearing themselves short, like they're wearing themselves thin. Mm-hmm. Somebody like Sue Bird has to be like the Paul of the, of the WNBA for like close to 20 years or something like that, just so she can, you know, get some work in the NBA. Like it's, it, there's still so much disparity here. And it, it stuns me that somebody who just won MVP, who's I, who I would argue is the central figure of the WNBA right now, um, it doesn't even matter if, if that's the case. Like anybody else could 
deserves to take care of themselves, but this is like the reigning MVP of the WNBA, and she has to take like what was it, sixty-five pills a day to 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 yep. keep herself in check, like something ridiculous because she's suffering with her Lyme disease. Look, you know, and uh, for all of the comments I saw where people are like, "Well, if I don't work, I don't get paid either." That's not the point. You're not an athlete who's only got like 20 years worth in a league. If that, if you're lucky where the rest of your life, you're going to have to be doing something else because your body can't keep up for 70 years with this type of industry. This is a very different industry. Like I just think it's absolutely ridiculous that anybody in any league like this should have to suffer, let alone the, the person who I would argue is the number one reason why people watched the WNBA last year season-wise and playoff-wise, is the number one person in that league right now. And what, you're just not going to do anything? Like, Brianna Stewart was that figurehead the year before, and when she got injured, playing in another league to make ends meet, I might add, just to reinforce my point. You know, that had to, you know, it had to shift, but it, it wasn't the same for the Seattle Storm. So now we have this, and it's like, come on. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's 2020. This isn't asking for much. Like, just let let her be safe. Like, this is a deadly disease. This is this is a terrible thing to have. It's not like it's fun. It's not like it's just one of those things. No, like this 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 could cost her her life. I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. If if anybody is is wondering um you about about the situation, Elena also wrote uh, in the Players Tribune uh, called an open letter about my health, where she talks about Lyme disease and also how she, she, you know, for a while she hasn't really she dealt with it personally, which she regrets because now she has the platform to you know talk about it more and get more recognition uh, for it. And then uh, basically. You know, she's not trying to tell the NBA or WNBA like, oh, what was me? Uh, you know, the WNBA isn't allowing me to do that. She, it wasn't that wasn't her point. It's it's more about like when she was when she was known uh, about the Lyme disease and with her Lyme disease doctor and all the medical doctors that she's working with. All of them were also saying that uh, to return to to the league and the WNBA in the bubble is too risky with her health. Uh, and mm-hmm. then so when she asked the WNBA to give her, you know, basically uh, a leave of absence, um, they exempted her uh, without even, you know, any interview, mm-hmm. any doctor asking her or WNBA doctor for that matter. And they just exempted her. So her point wasn't to say, Hey, this isn't, this is wrong. Or, or her saying that either I have to risk my life or forfeit for my paycheck. Cause she understands that hers is very unique. She, she plays, uh, she plays a game for, for, uh, the game that she loves for a paycheck. And so there's millions and millions of people out there with this disease as well uh, who are going through um, something even worse. And they they, they are homeless and, and they don't have food. So she understands that. But the whole point of it is you can't just jump to a conclusion in any situation. Like for this, where the doctor, where the WMA doctor didn't even say anything to her, just said exemption. You, Her point was to say that you can't just uh put a stamp of approval or or an exemption to to anything that you see or or at at first glance you have to understand uh there's so much to learn for for people for uh culture for everything that's going on with health uh with covid 
the human race is so it's so unknown still and people still think that there's a right and wrong or there's a a, a way to do a go about things when it comes to health but no it's, it's really there's so much to learn and there's so little that we know so that mm-hmm. her point being is to th- is say that like no matter what situation you're in it's good to uh you know talk to somebody or 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 try to understand the other sides of the stories. It's, it's you can you should never stand with one view and not look the other and not listen to other people's um, situations as well. So that that was her. I feel like that was her point of her article, and I agree with you, Dre. And it's it's totally unfair that she's just exempted. But after reading it all, it's like it's it sucks that she's being exempted. But it's it sucks even more that no one really came to her her side when it comes to the WABA because really you're right she is like the figurehead when it comes to WA. she is the LeBron James but the problem is with the WNBA even though Elena is the top or she's qualified for a max contract the maximum contract for the WNBA the salary is $215,000 and which is like Three games to some of these players to, in, the, in to, the NBA. Exactly to us, obviously to us, Nasty. We like two hundred fifty million. I mean, two hundred fifty thousand is crazy for us, right? But you're talking about a professional athlete, and these women are professional athletes. These women are extremely talented, and they've put all of their efforts and their lives into into this uh, into this game. And the discrepancy between the maximum salary of the NBA and the maximum salary of WBA, like it's it's black and white, right? Like you can't, the maximum for W or for NBA was what? Like $34 million for one year. That means that the NBA player makes the maximum salary of the WNBA player in a game, (laughs) which is, which is ridiculous. And the fact that the NBA is exempting her without even saying anything to her, that's what's crazy. So, and I mean, one last thing, one last thing to just get off my chest. Um, and this is not to disparage load, load management because I actually support this. But you're looking at NBA players who are getting paid more to not do anything by resting than WNBA players who have to basically play in like three leagues to get mm-hmm. by. But that's that's it for me. I've, I've complained enough. Jay no, no, no. I, I think it's all it's all it's all it's all worth discussing. And there's there's so much more that we can unwrap with this. Um, but I think you guys touched on most of the, the the major points all i'll add to that is i also while i agree with everything you guys said i also think about the trickle down effect of this and that is think about the players who are not as good as elena deladone mm-hmm. and do not yeah. earn as much as she does yeah. think of how they're approaching this situation if they see that someone with what she is suffering from still not allowed to opt out and get her full salary uh, what if someone else, uh, I guess, lower in the totem pole, earns less, also has something that they're battling, and they see the WNBA come down with this decision? Does that deter them from tr- even trying? Which sucks because then it's like I, you know, bench player on the Los Angeles Sparks earns, let's say, fifty thousand. Uh, is it worth me fighting for if I know I'm not going to be given that? That's not fair. To the rest of the players in this league, uh, which yeah, fifty thousand. Fifty thousand sounds reasonably good to a lot of us, but we have careers that we hope to keep for life. Athletes don't. This isn't going to last yeah. them when they're fifty. Like, 
the, the one of the main reasons why athletes get a lot of money outside of ads, sponsorship, sponsorships, all of that type of stuff, is because they won't really have careers outside of this unless they become, you know, an analyst or coach or anything of that nature. Tim Duncan said, okay, I want to become a mechanic, but he had the luxury because, you know, he's one of the greatest players of all time. So he had enough. Um, he could do whatever he wanted. But so many players, like, if you're not a Tim Duncan or anybody with like a huge reputation, you kind of just go back to the world. You have to figure it out all over again. And that's the reality for so many WNBA players. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. 50,000, if you don't, if you're not guaranteed to be making that for the rest of your life, it's it's good for now, but it's not great for later. And, and speaking on the point, uh, uh, what Jay said about, you know, the trickle down effect too, is that let, let's say, you know, when the WNBA does go back to action, if you don't have your top player, if you don't have the LeBron James or the Giannis Antetokounmpo of the WNBA, uh, you exempted them um, for, you know, no particular reason. What, what does that say, like you said, Jay, what does that say to the other WMA players who kind of look up to her, right? To, who looked at, to, to Elena. And do you really think that they're going to put that much effort if you, if, you know, this league is saying, eh, you know, we can't, there's nothing we can do for you. Like it, it's kind of a bad look. And they, um, the Washington Mystics have already stated that they will pay uh, the salary for for Elena. However, it's kind of like a win, you know, win-lose situation because yes, she is going to get her salary, but also it doesn't mean that the NBA is going to do anything still. They're not exempting her. They're just, you know, the 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 mystic is going to pay that salary, but nothing is being done with the situation. So, you know, again, it's it's I'm glad that she is still going to be be paid for sure, but at the same time it doesn't mean that um, you know, these these doctors or whatever the NBA didn't do is still apparent <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah no and that that's a, that's really good to hear and I, I i was not aware of that so i'm glad that at least she's getting gonna get paid and that's uh one less concern for her because again at the heart of this all is is making sure that we are all staying safe and staying healthy and mm-hmm. along those same lines inside the nba bubble there are some concerns about mask wearing or should i say lack thereof well, um, well. Or yeah, know, so any any is it, is any it, feet of a part <laughs> when it comes to birthday <laughs> parties. Why don't we start with that then? Uh, Dame Lillard just celebrated his birthday the other day, and the video circulating looks like it was all fun. Everyone was singing him happy birthday, but there was something missing from that birthday party, um, and that was uh, math. Or, or let's say there, there wasn't anybody missing. <laughs> <laughs> which is a bad thing it was a, a packed room yeah. of people saying happy birthday with no masks and dame lillard blowing on the candle yeah. which is another no no right now yeah. so not great uh, any thoughts oh, yeah. on other guys uh, <laughs> well so at least uh, i was just gonna say at least they kept true to his jersey number which is zero because that's the percentage <laughs> of f- they gave zero percent so <laughs> nice at least there's that tribute oh man when i first saw that i showed that to christine and and then she was just like the first thing you saw is like okay no social distancing no mask and uh damien littered i hope is eating that whole cake by herself by himself because that's it's you have to you have to have some sort 
of understanding that this, you know, every single person has a phone. You don't think that they're going to be putting it on social media to say happy birthday, happy 30th birthday to Damian Lillard. Like, of course you are. You have a, a close up of Carmelo Anthony dancing to his own beat. And like nobody, <laughs> nobody is wearing a mask and even concerned about it. And I get it. I get it. You guys are there. And it's almost like a like what Fred Van Vliet is saying, an extended training camp right so this is this is basketball camp for them this is this is fun for them and and i totally i totally get it but you have to set a precedence right if you if you can understand that you're right now the country that they're in and i'm not uh, exempting canada because we're still not out of the bubble yet but but the fact that the u.s are astronomically higher in in cases and you're showing that you don't really care for um the regularities of of uh staying safe inside the bubble because already trying to keep the bubble or trying to keep from any of this uh COVID coming in is one thing but if it happens within the bubble you're screwed right you're completely screwed so the fact that they showed that and again i'm not trying to take away from the birthday party uh, you know happy birthday damon Lillard, happy birthday og i hope you guys have a wicked birthday during this time but at the same time show that you care you know what i mean show the audience that you care and that you're a hundred percent in uh in with this bubble you know like you already have people tweeting about uh how how many snitching is is going on you already have i know we're i know we're going to talk about it after the break but you already have people like going out of the bubble to get takeout (laughs) you know what i mean like you're not showing you're not Uh, showing a good responsibility that that you have so it's it's just crazy it's just crazy to me what what uh that birthday party showed so while we're all discussing this and the nba at last glance has not yet decided on what to do with the Blazers. I guess they're not going to do anything. We are going to take this opportunity to take a break and come back on the other side and talk about some other possible, actually some real violations of (laughs) the NBA quarantine rules. Yeah. Sounds good. Talk to you guys soon. that the NBA players are breaking the bubble to bring in to Disney World. So uh, thank you kindly, and uh, please stop. Uh, yeah, sure, maybe, whatever the, the commercial is for. Uh, just to reiterate, I never know what these are ahead of time, so. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, man. All right, so while we were on break, um, Jay just actually sent us a Google Drive because, you know, that's what he does besides uh, being a father. He actually makes these Google uh, Docs about... Uh, who's in and who's out of the bubble right now and to to my surprise and i know that you don't want to talk about it jay because it's like a no hitter but 
only so far the no cases the teams with no cases or or no opting out or anything is memphis okc and toronto that's very surprising to me but mind you this is this is who who has reported right so it's 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 possible that there have been either corona cases or players who haven't showed up yet um you know we're still even finding out as as recently as today that there are still some players who are still not in the bubble um because of some reason whether it's family reasons or they tested positive uh so but as far as I can tell, those three teams are the only ones who have not reported anything. And the reason I don't mm-hmm. want to talk about it is because it's like it's like a no hitter. You don't talk about a no hitter to a pitcher while it's happening. Fair. But That's fair. No yeah, yeah. But speaking, the Raptors about, are known to be a team to be very you know tight lipped on these things. So who so knows? But. Who knows? You know, knock on wood. But speaking about you know breaking the bubble, there has besides the snitch hotline, there has been reported two NBA players that have apparently uh, gone outside of the bubble for whatever reason. For one, Bruno Caboclo, (laughs) ex-Raptors, who is, you know, I don't know if he's still, you know, two years away, but he... he wanted he broke the bubble for some apparent reason doesn't say why but he had to quarantine and another player rashawn holmes of the sacramento kings left for uh to go pick up his takeout either it was doordash or uber eats i don't know but that sparked up a a conversation for myself and my wife and i wanted to ask you guys all right is there and i swear i honestly i hope not but if there was is there any food or takeout menu or, or, or of such that you would literally risk it all. You would break the bubble and you would leave the quarters of the Disney quarters so you could pick up your food because you've been dying to eat this. Dying to like smell it. Finally, because apparently the food at Disney is horrible right now. Even Fred Van Vliet, who just talked to Shams, he was like, the food's probably the worst part right now. But if there was anything that you wanted delivered, Uber Eats, DoorDash, skip the dishes, whatever it is, and you would break it, break the bubble, risk it all. What would it be? Uh, Jay, you first, my man. Uh, okay, so I'll give my political answer. Is I political answer number one is I would not break the bubble. <laughs> I, I don't. I'd hope so. <laughs> political answer number two as well is if I did, it would be for my wife's food. Now here's oh fair, fair, fair. Here, here's. Here's the more fun answer, and that is probably either In and Out or Shake Shack. Ah, nice. <laughs> and you know what the well thing done. is, I was very much an In and Out guy, but like I keep hearing, and maybe this is because you know we live in Canada, so we don't get this. So I get it if the first time you try something uh, from the states and you don't get it, it's it's going to be great. But you know, I keep hearing bad review after bad review about in and out so maybe it's one of those things where if i had a lot of it i'd probably get sick of it mm-hmm. i don't know um but for me still it's it's in and out but second to that and more of an east coast thing is shake shack so yeah i will i will break the bubble enjoy <laughs> that meal sit in quarantine for if it's similar to bruno caboclo uh four days away from being four days away from <laughs> breaking quarantine then yeah sign me up and uh, awesome. i'll enjoy that meal i've never so actually basically. tried in and out before i have had shake shack and i tell you that that cheese stuff mushroom burger is is a heart attack but it's to die for so basically you're saying you would go out and in for it and out e- 
which i've never had i've never that didn't go over as well as i had hoped uh i've never had in and out uh so um i i couldn't i couldn't testify with with that experience but uh for myself yes of course i would never break said bubble but if i was to i would want i have two things that come to mind because it can't just be food that I like. It's got to be food that I would be like foaming at the mouth for. So I'm going to go with two. Okay. A nice big platter of my favorite sushi types. And I'm talking Ooh, about the green dragon yes, roll. Sushi. The black dragon roll. The gold dragon roll. I'm talking about like spicy rolls. That was mm. all the soy sauce that I that I would like. Oh, God. Like basically, like all you could eat level. I'm sorry, that would be very tempting. And the second thing would be a really good, rare steak dinner with like I don't know, like some sort of like a like a keg type steak. Oh, I'm telling you, like, yeah, that that would be really rough because I'd be looking at it and then I'd see yeah. like my prepackaged like craft singles or whatever the hell they're <laughs> eating up there, and it's like uh uh gee oh, okay okay this, this, this is stupid but okay i'll go wait, wait, two, two questions for you uh so your favorite sushi roll is is it dragon no green yes. dragon okay with the avocado on top? And... Green. yeah okay nice uh and then other one was about the steak you like it rare absolutely oh man beautiful that's too, that's too rare man Oh, don't Jay. Okay, I'm I'll I'm a medium rare guy, but I'd go for a real stick any day. Damn straight. As long as it's not blue, blue is a little too much. I've had blue. Yeah. Had, as long as it's a good piece of steak. If if like okay, so sure. uh, very short story. I went. The best steak I've ever had was in Florence, and so they have their Florentine okay. steak, and all they do they they come out to your table with the cut of meat. Uh, and what they'll, and then basically they'll, they'll, they'll cook it on the barbecue or wherever they're cooking it. And then they'll just sear it both sides, just ch -ch -ch, and then they serve it. So basically the inside is straight cold. It is delicious. Oh man, no, thanks. <laughs> no, thank you. So I'm kind of curious. I'm kind of curious. It tastes like, if you love sushi, it tastes like tuna pretty much. It's like steak that tastes like tuna and looks like tuna too. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay okay all right so jay you'll break the bubble for your your wife's food of course and either in and out uh, or shake shack and dre you'd go for that sushi roll um i would go and i my my initial thought was uh shake shack because i think that's freaking delicious and especially if it's in america you can't go wrong with shake shack or or ihop but uh if it will if it was here if it was like probably toronto and I had to like, you know, I would break a bubble and risk it all for myself and, and for my wife. I would have to go with either a nice big bowl of ramen or pho. Because if I'm okay. if I'm eating the prepackaged salads and the chicken breast that looks really dry every single day, I'd probably go crazy for a soup for like a meaty bowl of pho or ramen. Uh, I got to get those nudes, man. I got to get those nudes. In there. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> I, I meant what I said. 
<laughs> if you just fast forward at the pod, he means noodles, but he, he actually does that. We're just saving his ass. <laughs> That's the other thing. Oh, man. Uh, so this is such a bad... Speaking of which, it seems like Montre Harrell would also break the bubble for the same thing because he's hitting up girls, apparently. Is he really? Trying to get them to come in. Oh, yeah, my. did you not see that tweet where somebody's like, yo, somebody's trying to trying to invite me to the bubble already. Oh, this right, is, right, this right, right. not going to last. If you go to the... um. To, to like the famous people that follow her, it was much Harrell. <laughs> <laughs> so guilty as charged. I'm guessing it's him. Oh man, the snitch! I I would love to be part of the snitch hotline just just to see who <laughs> and what is being said. Because apparently, us uh, Jimmy Butler was also uh, asked to stop like pumping weight in his room because like when he like drops the weight on the floor, I, I, I can see that I end it's understandable, but if you're, if, if you know, you can't, <laughs> you can't stop a dude from pumping man, as weird as that sounds, but you can't, but like, but like the entire hotel is booked off only for the players, whoever they brought the staff and everything. So it's only NBA personnel. That means that it's possibly a player being a jerk, complaining about Jimmy Butler trying to trying to have the Mamba mentality, basically being like, "Man, if I can't work out, he's not working out." Beep beep yeah. boop boop. Hey, Adam Silver, <laughs> Jimmy Butler won't shut up. <laughs> yeah. Oh like, man. All right. So basically, this was a bad time to talk about food at lunchtime because I'm starving. But if any of you guys uh, are listening right now. Let us know what if hypothetically, if you would risk it all, break the bubble to get your takeout, what would you get? We would love to hear it in the comments. Uh, but until next time, you know what? I think we're only about two weeks away until or no, a week away until a week uh, away. Ne- next week is already scrimmages. It's scrimmages a wow. week away in the 24th. So you'll you'll hear from us. Uh, I definitely will be on Twitter um, communicating with you guys and everybody that's on the Raptor sphere. But until then, Dre. Where can I find you, Big A? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs. You can follow my film editorial and review website, Films Fatale, F-I-L-M-S, F-A-T-A-L-E.com, no spaces. Uh, my top 100 films of the 80s is going to be up August 3rd. I said first initially, I didn't realize that was a Saturday. My bad. That's going to be up on the 3rd. We're already doing research on the top 100 films of the 70s. It's looking good. Jay, where can we find you? can find my writing on Raptors HQ as just as you're finding the podcast on Raptors HQ you can find me on Twitter at Rosalisaurus I will be bringing back the weekly article of nice. uh, called the wrap up uh, I'm actually too anxious to wait until the season so I might actually have one up on Monday to talk about the scrimmages that are coming up which start next Friday uh, as well if you are one of the um, I guess you who have the beta version of the Locker Room app, um, it's not out yet in the Apple Store, so you need you can only get it by invite. It's only for iOS. I will be doing another uh, Saturday podcast. Uh, so when you're listening to this, I don't know if it's enough time for you, but if you're interested in joining in the conversation, um, I'll talk to you more about what the app is and, and what I'm doing on there. Uh, feel free to hit me up. Uh, my next one is Saturday july 18th at 2 p.m eastern oh and that's me can't wait and you can find all of us at that's rep pod on twitter you can find all of us on instagram at that's rep podcast email us at that's rep podcast at gmail.com you can find my work here uh, uh that's rep podcast as well as the walder sportscast with chris walder and if you want me to uh work on any of your audio just hit me up on quill you can probably see my fit pretty face so until next time everyone, that's a rep